Alright guys, so what are we going to be talking about today? Listen, I want to bring up, you guys know what piety means? Piety is the, the act of being devoutly religious. And Allah accept from the pious, the muttaqeen, those who are devoutly religious. And I want to do this, I want to talk about this because as it pertains to Ramadan, everyone, like Ramadan is like a month, man, it's so blessed. It's the month that uh, the Quran came down in, has, it holds Laylatul Qadr, the blessed night. And everyone's, everyone's pious. And it's like, alhamdulillah, you get to, like, some people who genuinely don't, generally don't, like, practice Islam throughout the year, they practice it during Ramadan. And they taste the faith. They taste faith. And it's like, you don't want to let go of that. So we want to talk about, like, how can we keep, like, our iman in Ramadan throughout the years? Well, here's the thing. What do we see a lot of people do in the month of Ramadan versus outside the month of Ramadan? For example, a lot of people like to try and argue the fact that Music is not haram, but all of a sudden in Ramadan, they stop listening to it. Nah, that's so fact. hold on, hold on. Why, why do you stop listening to music then if it wasn't haram? Because you know it has an effect on your, your iman, your actions. You know, all of a sudden in Ramadan, you find yourself like looking at things that are wrong, like even more wrong than, than what you normally would. Because, you know, your iman is up here. Shaitan is locked. You know, the big shayateen are locked away. And, you know, it's easier to worship Allah in the month of Ramadan. Mm-hmm. Now, how do we keep that faith? Outside the month of Ramadan, the things that are haram are still going to be haram. So that music is still going to be haram. Looking at those girls, still going to be haram. Or, so, or look, a big thing that I always used to see was people would have their girlfriends or some, or there'd be haram couples. And for the month of Ramadan, they'll be like, yeah, I'm not speaking to them. Like, why don't you keep that up for the rest of the, the, rest of the year? And I want to talk about, you know, it's just like you said, what are we doing during Ramadan versus the rest of the year? And during Ramadan, everyone's at the masjid. Everyone's at the mosque. And it, like you can see, it has an effect on your faith. Going to the mosque, it has an effect on your faith. And, and think about, think about, like, everyone's also awake for suhoor, time mm-hmm. of fajr. Everyone's awake early. Think about that. Well, Wallah is beautiful going into the month of Ramadan and going to the masjid, you see the communities coming together, people making food, people serving each other, people helping each other out. Everyone's praying. It's like we actually have a community. All the Muslims are together, like how we're meant to be. You know, everyone has come together versus outside the month of Ramadan. You find out that, you know, let's say there's 35 prayers in a week. You know, people only come for Jummah and people are barely even coming to that. And you know, the one thing I love about Ramadan is that if you can give up two of your biggest desires, food and drink, you could give up any other sin. You can give up, like, not, not saying food, eating and drinking is a sin, but, like, you can give up a sin. You can give up any other desire for yeah. the sake of Allah. Yes, because eating and drinking, it's not haram. It's not a sin. Mm-hmm. But it's one of our biggest desires because without it, we'd be dead. Yeah. And, you know, the saying is, you know, some of us eat to live, some of us live to eat. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> you know, a lot of us, we, we enjoy food. And if you can give up that food, something that you need to survive for the sake of Allah... What makes you think that you can't give up alcohol? What makes you think that you can't give up smoking cigarettes? What makes you think that you can't give up watching porn? What makes you think that, you know, you can give up not lowering your gaze? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to I ask you guys something. You know, a non-Muslim comes to you and they ask you, why are you staying away from food and drink? Like, why do you want to be hungry? Why, why do you do this? Why do you believe in a God? What, what is the, the response that you would give? You want to go first? Uh, or do you need some time to think? Well, it's a it's a heavy question. I mean, like, why do you like? Why do you wake up in the morning when everyone else is asleep 
Like, why do you lose sleep over this? Okay, so no problem. So the first thing I would ask a non-Muslim, I'd be like, okay. First of all, why don't you believe in God? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we'll go from there. And then we can talk about how most people, whether they're whatever religion that they're from, still like 90% of the world believes in a God. Mm-hmm. And then you, you're, you're in the minority, not believing in a God. So mm-hmm. in reality, you're doing the thing that's weird, not believing in God. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you know, we can go into the fact about morality. How do you know what's right and wrong mm-hmm. for not believing in a God? Now, when it comes to the Muslim, why do we get up in the morning? Why do we do these t- types of things? Anybody who's successful, what they do, they always talk about getting up in the morning, getting up and going to the gym, getting up and getting straight to work. So why, why can't we do the same thing for our creator? Why can't we do the same thing for Allah? The Prophet Sallallahu said, you know, he, he asked Allah to bless the morning time for us. Mm-hmm. So we as Muslims, we believe if we want to be successful, we're going to worship Allah. And this is exactly what Allah asks of us. And it's we have that that piety, devout being devoutly religious for the sake of Allah. It's like if you have a little bit of faith, if there's even a slightest chance that I might go to hell, I'm not I'm not taking that chance. And plus, the the, the next thing I was gonna go into was like, this is the month of me to self improve. Mm-hmm. Like you're sitting me here. If I can stay away from food and drink, I can literally stay away from anything. Like there's nothing. I can get away all my weaknesses, things that I thought I couldn't do, I can do. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that. It's the month of self-reflection. Whenever I'm self-reflecting on myself, those are the times when I grow the most because I'm like, oh, I should have done this better or I could do this or I'm sitting there, I'm seeking knowledge. I can concentrate better. These are all the things that a, a person needs in order to get to that next level, in order to get better. So why would I miss out on such an opportunity? Mm-hmm. You know, we, we're always taught that, yeah, the opportunities are always going to come. What if I can't make it to the next Ramadan? Mm-hmm. This, my, my chance is now. Now is the best time to start. I say, what do you think? Well, you know, if I'm speaking to a non-Muslim, the, the answer that God said so isn't going to fly. That's not going to make them believe why I fast. So well, if someone were to ask me why I fast, why I do these things, I tell them, well, I mean, if you look at it from a logical perspective, look at the benefit of fasting. People who engage in, you know, who go to the gym, who engage in the fitness industry, they look at intermittent fasting. They look at ways to fast. Maybe they don't obviously give up food and drink. Maybe they'll just give up food for for a certain amount of time. Some people do it for like 18 hours. Then they'll eat. Yeah, they'll just drink water. Then they'll just drink water. Or they'll just do what it's called water fasting and they won't eat for like two days. But then they'll have, they'll just only have water. So I'm like, okay, look at, look at these benefits. And um, God also told us, well, not God, the Prophet Ali told us that that. to ward off your desires, you fast. Mm-hmm. So and I believe that, and because I've felt it for myself, obviously, testimony is going to be very large in something like this. Because I'm not going to just prove to you uh, that there's a creator out there just by the reason that I fast. There's going to there's other ways for me to do that, but to tell you why I fast, I mean, if you don't want it to be for the reason that I said, oh, because God said so, then I'm going to tell you that. Like, look at the benefits of it first. Because mm-hmm. so, like, yeah, it's it's hard to you can't convince like. No matter how hard I try, there are going to be some people on this earth who will never believe and view the world the same way that I view the world. And that's okay. That's like 100% you you to your religion and me to my religion. But if a person were to ask me, why do you believe in a God? Me, or why do you fast? Why do you pray? Me, it's genuinely hard for me to rationalize the idea of right and wrong, my decision making, getting up every single day. Why am I here? What am I doing? So it's, it's um, that, that sense of purpose that, you know, that we gain from worshiping a creator. Perhaps you might, you call me a crazy man. That's, that's fine. They called the prophet, peace and blessings be upon them. They called them crazy. That's okay. Call me, call me what you want. But I think that, I think the, the, the idea God, God said so, I think that's sufficient enough. That's what the mm-hmm. way I would answer. I feel it because this is what has been ordained in the Quran and the Sunnah of the prophet, this is what What's he said. And I, I believe it. I, 
And you know, in Surah Imran, you know, the 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 call of the believers, Rabbana, like, oh, our Lord, we heard someone who called to Iman, so we believed. Like that, that right, that's so beautiful. Rabbana, like we found, we heard a caller that's calling to Iman, so then we believed. Like, bro, that's like, I don't know, that's the way I like, I like to think about it. I also love the fact that you just said God said so, because this is, at the end of the day, that is a sufficient answer. You know, if we believe in God and we say that God said so, you know, that that's it. Mm -hmm. And we already know that Allah would not tell us to do something that is going to harm us. Mm -hmm. So if we're fasting, look, we fast first because Allah said so. Then we can see the benefits afterwards. So like, mm -hmm. for example, like when you're fasting, you know, they say it prevents cancer and stuff like that. You know, you're. Your, cleanses your digestive system. Exactly. All, all, all these benefits. But that's not the reason why we fast. Yeah. The reason why we fast is because Allah said so. And when you follow what Allah says, you will then benefit from that. Mm -hmm. Because Allah is, Allah is, look, Allah is deserving of our worship. Mm -hmm. Right? And it's us Listen, who we need bro, him. Bro, look at how easy it is to fast anyway. It's not like we have to fast 24 hours or something like that. Mm -hmm. We only fast like 12 hours. Mm -hmm. Bro, we fast like right now where we live, Fajr is around close to 6, uh, 6 a.m. Yeah. And, and Maghrib is close to 7 p.m. And I want to put something like, in perspective to you. You guys know when you're fasting, maybe it's like, like halfway through Ramadan. And it's like, you're hungry. You're not that hungry. Like, you've adapted to it. And you eat from the first, like, and it's like, you're sufficient already. Like, you're not even hungry no more. And it's like, subhanAllah, think about, like, the reality of humanity. There was a once a point of time where you did not exist. You hadn't experienced anything. And now, lo and behold, you're eating, you're drinking, you're experiencing the pleasures of this life. And how little do we give thanks to God for what we experience here? For how little do we give thanks to God for humanity, for being human? Literally, you did not exist and you can experience, you can experience eating pizza, like the pleasures of this life. And it's like one month, Allah tells you that just to fast, fast this yes. month for my sake. And you're going to, like, there are people who, who complain about it. There are people who will say, like, why are you doing this? Like, what is wrong with you? Like, you, like, right, it's just, it's just a month. Exactly. So when we, when we describe Allah, we say, he's, he's the most gracious, he's the most merciful. Out of Allah's mercy, you know, he could, he could have told us we had to fast all day, every day, the whole 30 days. And guess what? We would do it. We would do it if that's how we were instructed to do it. But of course, he did not. He instructed us only to fast for a certain period of time. And then he allows us to go ahead and eat again. Because at the end of the day, you know, I like bringing up the example of the, the angels that were created at a certain point in time. They're going to be prostrating to Allah all the way up to the day of judgment and they're going to get up and they're going to say, we have not worshipped you enough. Mm -hmm. Because Allah is, who else is deserving of this type of worship? Only Allah. Mm -hmm. And when you rationalize the idea of the concept of a God, all wise, all knowing, all powerful. Why, like, why wouldn't you? Like, why would it, like, this is what, like, when you, when you say, I believe, when you say, I'm a Muslim, and you, you see something in the Quran, Allah commands you to fast for these, for these 30 days, like, you would do it, and like, in a heartbeat. Don't you just love in Ramadan when you're able to just sit there and read Quran, it's a lot easier to sit there and concentrate, it's a lot easier to memorize, mm -hmm. you know. And it's really part, the month where I grow. And it's, another part you brought up is like the community aspect, you're always, you're with, every, it's like almost everyone's on it. Everyone's mm -hmm. on it. Everyone's focused. Everyone's eating together. Everyone, they're praying together. The jama'ah, the tarawih. It's like, subhanAllah. Yeah, because we, what we see is we might have a lot of people that, let's say, for example, the month of Ramadan, the people that you didn't know were Muslim, you're going to see them in the masjid. And that's the crazy <laughs> part. You know, the, the people that are, let's say, not practicing as much, you, you know, you'll find them in the masjid. And, you know, it's a ni'mah from Allah. Because who knows, maybe after this month, you know, they'll, they'll really wake up to the truth. They really, you know, mm -hmm. go ahead and do better. But then you'll have those other people who 
you know, that's it. You know, after Ramadan, they go back to exactly what they were doing. And then they wonder why their life is not going where they want it to be. And, you know, they're all stressed out. And that, bro, we want to we want to prevent that. We want to, this month of Ramadan, being towards our goal is prevent people losing their iman after Ramadan. We want people to stay on the religion the, the, the entire 12 months. Bro, Ramadan is like, when you look at it, how, how blessed it is, it's really like a cure. Like you went the last 11 months, shaitan was whispering in your ear, trying to make you do evil evil deeds. You're sinning. You're doing this and that. Maybe you're doing your acts of ibadah. And when shaitan is finally locked up, you're in a month where doing good deeds is a lot easier. Connecting with your Lord is a lot easier. You're surrounded by a lot more people who are trying to connect to their Lord as well. But why in that month do you just choose to try to be your best? But then after that, like some people may return to their ways. Some people... Some people uh, will get better. Correct some me. people get better, but it's not about necessarily maintaining the status of Ramadan throughout the entire year, but it's, you know, trying to. Because mm -hmm. obviously when, like the blessing of Ramadan, obviously Shayatin are locked up. You're not as influenced to do sin as you are. So when you do sin, that's it's a lot more on you than it would be any other time of the year. And understand that we have to really be careful, especially right now, because... Shaitan is working extra hard right now because he wants to prepare us for that. When we go into the month of Ramadan, you know, we're still we're still making bad habits. We're still making the bad choices. You know, he wants to get us into the habit of doing a bad thing now so that when it comes time for Ramadan, it's going to be a lot harder to let that thing go. And that's a that's a big thing that people struggle with. I mean, I, I can even tell you right now, the first time I started praying Fajr on time was around Ramadan time. Like before that, I was I was praying my five daily prayers, but I wasn't necessarily like hastening to pray them on time. So if I woke up late, uh, I'd still pray Fajr, but it'd be like daytime and other prayers. Maybe I might pray them a little later just because I, maybe I was doing something. Maybe I was working uh, things along those lines. And it wasn't until like there was this one Ramadan where I was just like, OK, you know what? Shoot, I already wake up for Suhoor right now and I, you know, I wake up for Fajr. I'm just going to keep this up after Ramadan. And I was doing that. And then I was like, okay, if I'm doing this for Fajr, I got to do this for every other prayer. Like, why wouldn't I just want to pray them all on time? So then even when I was at work, I just tell someone like, yo, I have to go pray. So then I'd be like, yeah, yeah, go pray. And I thought, I thought they'd judge me for it. I thought they, someone would say something to me if I had to tell them, oh, I have to go pray. But I was like, nah, this is way too important for me. Like if they were to say anything to me, I'd just quit just because like, this is my religion. Like this is more important to me than what you have, you, you have to ask of me. So they let me do that. And then that's how it really started. See, I took Ramadan as a time to to better myself and I continued it after Ramadan. And it was Ramadan was even another time where I picked up more sunnahs just because I was like, you know, I'm in the masjid. Um, I have more time throughout my days just to, you know, like give my ibadah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So I was like, okay, you know, I'm just gonna pick up some sunnahs. I started mm -hmm. doing that. Like Ramadan was a time where I picked up a lot of stuff and I was just like, you know, I have to keep it up throughout the year because if I just give it up, then what was it for? Mm -hmm. Like, okay, maybe I did get, get the like, a good Ramadan, but like, what about the rest of the year? Like, it's not like the rest of the year is just, you know, nothing. frugal. You're, like, still, you're still accounted for it. And I was like, yeah. subhanAllah, it's like, I hate the feeling of getting worse. Like, I hate the feeling mm -hmm. like maybe during Ramadan, I was doing a lot. And then after Ramadan, I'm not doing as much. I'm like, yo, like what's happening? Yeah. You don't want to move backwards. Yeah, you always want to keep excelling. You always want to get better. Y'all have that feeling like, bro, of it's, course. it's of actually course. like, it actually gives me like anxiety. No, and I'll, I'll go ahead. I'll tell a story about this. So the Ramadan of 2022, I remember right before Ramadan, you know, I invested in a really good Quran and basically, you know, obviously all the Qurans are the same, but I'm saying this Quran, like basically it could read to you in different languages and it would read out to you through a speaker. 
and stuff like that. And this is the month where I was gaining like the most knowledge. I was reading the most. I was memorizing the most verses. And then after Ramadan, like I just wasn't on that anymore. And it made me really feel bad. And I was like, how do I get back on? And it was very hard to get back on. Like it was not easy to go back to what I was doing before. And it's even now today, it still wasn't like, I look back at that time. I'm like, wow, like how, how can I really get back to that? And that's why I, I want to do my best to build up those good habits before Ramadan. So that shaitan's influence when I do go into Ramadan is not as bad. You know, I can actually do better for myself. That makes you think of something beautiful, actually. <clears throat> um, when you think about what you do during Ramadan, you're fasting. You're constantly doing something for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You're fasting the whole day. So that fast is strictly for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you're doing it the whole day. Even when you're done uh, fasting, you break your fast, you break it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You get to eat, you get to enjoy yourself for the sake of Allah. You go and you pray. Then you go to the masjid, you pray taraweeh, all for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like every single thing throughout your day is for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's, like, it's like the whole day, the whole 24 hours is for the sake of Allah. And it's like, that's the one time of the year you could really think about that. Because even though, yes, we could do our acts of ibadah that are not necessarily prayer in our lives, when we're fasting, we're constantly thinking of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because of the blessing that we're, like the, the blessed month that we're in. We're in the blessed month of Ramadan. And one of the things about fasting is it's one of the hardest ibadahs to make it seem like you're showing off. Because when you're fasting, like no one else really knows that you're fasting other than you. But if you're out here praying, like let's say you might be praying in the masjid, you might do a beautiful prayer, but just because people are watching you. Or you might be giving a lot in charity because other people see that you're giving a lot in charity. You know, things like that. But fasting, you know, it's really hard to go out there and expose yourself. Oh, yeah, guys, I'm fasting right now. You can't really you know, beautify your fast. Exactly. Can't really. Be, and that's the thing. I like something beautiful. You said everything for the sake of God, for the sake of Allah in that month. And then it makes me realize. I remember one time uh, Ramadan, like Ramadan during COVID, it made me realize. I was like, yo, like, because I used to just, man, Ramadan, COVID was crazy time. I used to sit down. I used to think, I'm like, why am I like, why am I doing this? Why am I waking up? Why am I this, that, suhoor? Like I used to, I'll, I'm one of those dudes, I hate waking up for suhoor, but you know, so I'd rather skip suhoor, pray fajr and go back to sleep and stay hungry and thirsty the rest. I don't care. But, but there's barakah in suhoor. So I like, you know, I got to, but it's like, I'm really, like, I'm really a Muslim. Like this is my life. This is my life. I followed the way of Rasulullah, Rasulullah so sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Like I followed like, what was ordained in the Quran and in the Sunnah, and I, 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 I truly believe in this book. This is my life. This is what I do, and I hate, and I hate when people like insult. Like this is like one of like the reason when people insult our religion and stuff like that. Like I, I low key hate it, and I saw the Prophet. Low key. I, saw the Lord, I hate, I hate it so much, and it's like, like this is my life. This is what I follow. This is what I do. This is what I sacrifice for. Like in your, it's like you're insulting me. And don't, don't take out of the month of Ramadan. Like only hunger and thirst. Like some of us, we go into the Ramadan, we think this is the month of staying up all night, playing video games, and that's it. Not for real though. No, but like, you know, I'm not saying like, let's say we haven't been guilty of that. Yeah, like yeah. we still <laughs> that, be like, man, Ramadan, you know, we're going to sit here, we're going to play the game all night. You know, we're going to be <laughs> sleeping all day and we're going to wake up from Maghrib and then eat. Man, those, man, those are the times. SubhanAllah. Don't be someone who takes out of Ramadan. Like, like you said, only hunger and thirst. And you have to really think about if you're giving stuff up during Ramadan, what's the point of picking them back up afterward? Like, what did you really get out of Ramadan if you do that? Like, if you revert back to your old ways. And that's the reason why, like, I, I bring this up is because being a Ramadan Muslim, that like, it only means, like, you just come out of your shell during Ramadan. Like, we only see you at the masjid during Ramadan. We only see you doing your acts of ibadah during Ramadan. Like, um, what, what is that really for, though? Because, mm -hmm. yeah, of course, yeah, doing your acts of worship during Ramadan, amazing. Allahumma barik, you know, it's a ni'mah. But 
if you just revert back to your old ways, what did you really gain? How did you really get better? This whole month, you have 30 full days to do your best to get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala without like severe influence from the shaitan. And what are you going to do with that? And if you're sinning during that month, know that that sin is from you. Are, when, like, Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Um, like when you're when you're sinning during Ramadan, and I think about this all the time. Anytime, like we're all on our toes during Ramadan, right? Whenever mm -hmm. we're on social media or something, we're we want to be yeah, exactly. We're fasting during Ramadan, so we want to see. Okay, if we're on social media, we want to see only good stuff. We want to see Islamic content. We don't want to see anything bad, so we're on our toes. So if we do end up sinning, it's like, bro, that really was on me. Like Shaitan didn't influence, influence me in any way. Didn't influence me in any way. So you do feel a lot like worse about it. Yeah, because not only did was there no influence on you, you chose to do this out of your own self, but. You're doing it during a time where you're devoting everything to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like, I'm not, I'm not eating, not drinking, and like now I'm losing out on blessings. Because there are things that are haram that you could do that won't break your fast. But you're going to lose out on your blessings. And why would you want to lose out on your blessings? You want to maximize your blessings during mm -hmm. your fast. And mm -hmm. like the way that the Sahaba, radiallahu anhum, they would ask Allah for six months after Ramadan so that the Ramadan could be accepted. And us, we, go, we leave out of Ramadan and we might revert back to our old ways. Like, what does that say about us? Where mm -hmm. have we gone? That, that is a very, very strong thing. And then when we go back into the month of Ramadan, like kind of touching upon what I was saying earlier, like this is the month where people think that, oh yeah, staying up all night, doing yada, 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 right? But I remember this is a story of mine back in 2017, you know, when I was, when I was in Sudan, I was like, what, 12, 13 years old. Basically I had one of my older cousins and I would go out with him, you know, and then the, he would like bring out all his friends. And then we'd go to like a place we'd go to the masjid we prayed like and everything then afterwards we'd all go to like buy a soccer field where everyone like is drinking tea and like you know you know one of those yeah, things yeah, right yeah, yeah. and like basically it's just a whole bunch of people around everyone's playing cards and stuff like that and then you know what everyone has everyone has hookah everyone has shisha everyone's you know smoking that thing and i'm like i'm like i i, I didn't see you guys like doing this before they're like yeah in ramadan you know this is something we do after we break our fast and i'm like what? <laughs> what? And I see everybody else doing it too, and I'm like, no shot, <laughs> bro. What? Yeah, like it's it, it's actually crazy. Like what people bring into Ramadan. Like imagine you made a sin normalized only for the month of Ramadan. What the heck? Think about it. For real? Like, what the I'm heck? being so for real. Back in, back into I'll never forget. And then after, after Ramadan, I would not see these hookahs ever again. I'd be like, and I, I even asked just one time out of curiosity, like, you know, would you, would you guys ever bring that out? They're like, no, not really. We don't really do that outside of Ramadan, you know, after we break our fast. And I'm like, Allah. Like, I, I want you to imagine, like, they, they have these hookahs and I, I don't see them. That was in Sudan? That was in Sudan. Sudan, Ramadan is probably one of the most, like, like beautiful things to it do. is like, no 100 percent. but then like i said i mean they were still in the masjid praying their tarawih and everything i'm not gonna say it's not accepted but mm -hmm. you know that's, and I that's just you, weird you want to take away from the blessings like, exactly yeah, yeah. And, you know like what he was saying that's what it reminded me of you why would you want to take away those blessings because obviously who most who because they don't intoxicate you so it's not going to invalidate your prayers actually matter of fact speaking on that what, what do you think about people who are getting intoxicated 40 days before the Ram uh, ramadan what do you have to Bro, say about I, that i remember when you showed me the that video where it was like a man drunk alcohol and his mom's janazah so was, was in within 40 like, days within 40 days like his mom's janazah was like bro <laughs> imagine like subhanallah dude like imagine like the regret like that you would feel and imagine like like that just knowing that like, your your own janazah upon your mother wouldn't even be accepted it's not it's not but worth hold it. on think about what was said in the video it was a sip of alcohol not thinking it was anything bad. It's not like, oh, yeah, he went crazy. 
Mm-hmm. But it's like it's it's those things that it's get like us you- into those bad habits. Oh, it's something small. You know, I could go ahead and let go of this at any time. No, <laughs> no, it's not. That's exactly how things start. That's how addictions start. And that's one thing I realized, bro. But one decision, like every single decision that you make, don't think that it don't it doesn't matter. Like oh, I swear, Allah, it matters because that decision for you to go to the mosque, it could spark ideas and thoughts, inspiration. Like you want, you might want to go there every single day now, just from one decision to go to the mosque. Like decisions can impact your life so heavily, and you can't overlook that. And that's like something like Subhanallah. Like you normalize, like you make a mistake, but you never think back on it. People, we normalize mistakes, but we never look back on like, why did, like what happened here? What happened there? And it's like, and like, look, not being able to like look back on those mistakes and learn from them is a very bad thing. Then when you have people coming and advising you and then you're sitting there picking a fight with them, I'll always have a problem with that. And I know like we might talk about that a lot, but it's something that definitely needs to be addressed. Every single time someone goes and addresses someone in the TikTok comments or Instagram comments, people always rush like, to defend life. the person doing the haram. Yeah. Everyone rushes to defend doing the, uh, the the person doing haram instead of agreeing with this person. It's actually kind of crazy how people like really have it backwards. Mm-hmm. Like, how can you be so closed minded? And one thing I learned was the most expensive thing you can own is a closed mind. And it just puts things in the, into perspective, because if you have a closed mind, you know, there there is no going up for you anymore. There is no more learning for you. There is no more getting better because your mind is closed. You're not keeping your mind open and. It's not even a person you want to talk to. You're being, you're, being never be, you're, you're just arrogant and ignorant. Yeah, now. they'll never be reasonable with you. And it's like, they'll never think about the situation like rationally and logically. Man, that's actually so crazy. Like going back, just thinking about when I was first told the most expensive thing you can own is a closed mind. Like, yeah. That's, that's, man, that's a good like, one. That's, that's, that's crazy. Good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> well, think about this. Like, um, you guys are bringing up how some people be so quick to defend someone who might be doing a haram in, in comment section or something like that. Um. One thing that I was talking about, like earlier, when I brought up how like the Sahaba they used to take like six months after Ramadan to make uh, ask Allah for their the Ramadan to be accepted, right? And one thing that we do a lot today as young Muslims, not everybody, some some may, but we think that we're safe. You think we think that just because we we believe La ilaha illallah, some of us may pray, some of us may not, but we believe in Allah. We believe Allah is, is one God. We think that we're safe. We think that on the day of judgment, Allah will see our efforts, see that, oh, we believed in one God, so we'll be all right. We're not going to go to hell. We're, we're probably going to go to paradise. We don't know, though. But they think that. Look at the way that, you know, the Sahaba, عنهم, the 10 that were promised Jannah, right? They were told they were promised Jannah before they died, right? Mm-hmm. Look at Umar ibn Khattab. He was told they promised Jannah. What did that do for him? Did he say, oh, no, I'm safe now. I never, I never have to pray to Allah again. Like, yeah, he said, oh, I, never have to, I never have to do any acts of ibadah, right? No, that made him do even more because... When he was told, oh, you're promised Jannah, it's because of the path that he was on. Oh, you're on the path to Jannah because, like, of, of course, what you've done so far, yes, that's going to get you on the path to Jannah. You're going to stay on this path. You're going to do even better. When you're told that, oh, you're on the path to Jannah, what are you going to do? You're going to keep doing better because you want you want to be, be higher. Yeah, you're like, going to keep doing what you're yes. doing. Why would you change what you're doing? And it's like, bro, you don't ever want to get complacent. You don't ever want to get complacent. Why? Because shaitan's working, Satan's working around the clock. Not only that, is you don't, you can't, human, we believe, Kullu bani Adam khatta. Like we all believe, like all of the children of Adam are sinners. The best of the sinners are the repentance. Repentance isn't just something like you stop. Oh, oh okay, now nah, I'm good. Like you, you fear of falling into a sin. You fear of falling doing something which is displa- displeasing to Allah. So out of that, you build love for Him. Like you want, you want the love of Allah. You don't want to do sin. You don't want to gain compl- get complacent. Because sometimes, like the man, yeah. mankind forgets. We we forget that feeling that we had a long time ago when we messed up, or like we get the feeling of like what it felt like to be like a like a 
not like not having as much faith in stuff like that. And it's so easy to just roll back, roll backwards. Yep. And you can do it without even realizing you think, okay, now I'm safe. Nah, bro, you're still alive. Your test is still going. You exactly. can turn around just like that. Yeah. So, you know, why, why we, why we always feel like we're safe because, you know, we, we just get comfortable. Mm -hmm. We get comfortable. And then, you know, we think that things are just going to be okay, but that's, that's exactly when we always get hit with the worst situations after that. Mm -hmm. Like, even me, like, let's say from personal experience, I'm, I can't even, I'm not going to say anything Islamically. I remember like, we used to all play the game. I used to be doing really good on a game. And then like last round, all of a sudden, like I just choke and I choke and I would choke and I would choke. And I saw it was something I'd always get. Like, it was something that was always happening. And I'd just be like, how did I get here? I got comfortable. I thought I was doing really good. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> you know, I'm just doing really bad. You know, it could flip in the, in the instance like that. And that's crazy that how I can even see that through a video game. Now imagine in real life, mm -hmm. because I want you to imagine, like, for example, like we used to play a lot of Call of Duty, right? I used to be doing, like, there would be games, I'd be going, like, let's say, like, 30, 32 and, like, 4, 32 and 7. And then all of a sudden, I ended, I ended the game at, like, 39 and 26. Like, And, and the complacency, it's like, and I, I see the point here, it's because when you, you might be doing good, and it's like, I handle that, like, oh, now I'm good, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, that's it. But you act like things can't happen to you that are out of your control. And it's like, you always want to be prepared for that. You always want to be, it's like a constant, I don't, I don't want to describe it like this, but it's like a constant war within yourself. Well, it's, it's also just giving you like the notion of, look at the people before you. They were promised, yet they didn't stop what they were doing. They didn't get complacent. They didn't start thinking that, oh, just because I sin, oh, it's only between me and Allah. Nobody could tell me otherwise. Like, no, it wasn't, it wasn't anything like that. They continued on the path to righteousness because them being promised Jannah was not for any, no reason. Us, we're... Why would we be promised Jannah? Look at where we live. Mm -hmm. We live in the worst of times. Like we live in a time where fitness surrounds us no matter where we go. You cannot leave your house, especially living in this Western society. We can't leave our house without fitna. And that doesn't mean we're going to be sinning because we see the fitna, but it's all around us. So it's going to be easier to fall into yeah, it. Yeah, it's going to be easier to fall into it. But that just also means that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy is still right there. You like stay at the doorstep of Allah's, uh, of Allah's mercy. Mm -hmm. Never think that you asked for enough forgiveness and never think that you did enough good deeds because you, you, you honestly never know, you know, we sin all the time without, uh, on without things reason. that we don't even know that we're sinning on. Mm -hmm. So I want you to imagine that is, is that not a scary reality to think of that maybe you didn't repent on it. So never, never, ever, ever stop, you know, seeking the forgiveness of Allah. Like if you ever think of Allah, ask Allah for forgiveness make istighfar. And Allah says, you know, he'll elevate us when we ask for his forgiveness and we're grateful to him. Why, why is that something that we're not always doing? Why don't we always want to be elevated? Why don't we always want Allah to provide for us? Why not? SubhanAllah. And it's, it's just what Osman was talking about, that complacency that gets you thinking like, you know, maybe this world really is good for me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like some of us may get lost in the dunya. The dunya offers so many beautiful things, bro. Mm -hmm. Like that, and it's, it's true. It really does offer so many beautiful things, especially for like the times that we live in now. Back then, what did they have? They didn't have as much. They didn't have as much as we do. They didn't have this technology. They didn't have cars. Mm -hmm. They didn't have like these tall buildings and these amazing these luxuries things that they can do. Yeah, these luxuries that they, like, bro, we could go bowling. And so they didn't have none of that. What were their luxuries? Even subhanAllah, like I like, I like how you brought that up because like even me, I'm reflecting my, um, upon myself. I wake up for Fajr because of my alarm. Like I want to, I want to, I was just like wondering how did these people wake up before the sunrise? Yeah, for real? Before the sunrise, how are they waking up? And, you know, w waking up for fudging and always being on time. Like, I just, it, it's, it's honestly crazy to think about. <laughs> okay. 
Yeah, like, bro, how during the time of Sahaba and stuff? How? How? What the heck? Like, but you you see what they you see what they did here? Like, look, for example, you said you didn't like waking up for suhoor, but then you you realize there's barakah in it, so you did it. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of us we might not like you know doing everything that we have to do in our deen, but we have to do it because Allah said so. Mm-hmm. What honestly, what should we take from that? Get comfortable being uncomfortable. Because if you, like I said, if you sit there and you get comfortable, there is no more going up for you. You're going to sit there. You're going to be complacent. You're going to think that, you know, this is it. You know, I've done enough good deeds, but no, you want to constantly always be uncomfortable and you always want to try to get to that next level. You want to embrace, embrace pain and struggle for the sake of God. And that will take you where you want to go. And I promise you, you can't bring me any sort of success story, any sort of like a person in general. You, you can't bring me any of them without pain and struggle. You can't bring me like Allah. Even it's commanded for us, like you jahidu, like fi sabirillah. You have to struggle in the path of Allah, and Allah will reward you for it. And exactly, and it's like hal jazaul ihsani illa ihsan. Is there any reward for good besides good? And there, there'd be a difference if, let's say, we'd go through all these, you know, different trials, and we weren't rewarded for it. But we are. We are exactly, <laughs> and that's the thing that people forget. This is not the life of recompense. We believe in a day of judgment. We believe in an akhirah. We believe in a hereafter, and that's where you'll be recompensed for literally the smallest thing you will see it but understand this at the end of the day allah does not owe you anything mm-hmm. so when he says he's going to reward you be grateful for that mm-hmm. yeah. alhamdulillah oh my that's god amazing way to, to end it off this was just an episode to a uh, war like get people thinking yeah get people pie. thinking about like what's uh, ramadan is close uh let's like build good habits starting from way before ramadan and continue them after ramadan inshallah bidnillah uh, it's all for feasibility. It's all for the sake of Allah. So with that being said, Assalamu alaikum warahmatullah. We hope you guys enjoyed this. Make sure to share this with your friends and family. You never know whose life you can change by sharing this video. And uh, make sure you guys also join the Discord. You know, we have a lot of good things coming our uh, your guys' way, inshallah, and our way, inshallah. And, you know, uh, with that being said, we're still students of knowledge. We're not scholars, so we're always open for correction. Always got to put that disclaimer. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.